12 years ago, 13-year-old Hatchet stood shaking hands with the elven mayor of Moundtown, Mirren, having just discovered that his parents are gone and having agreed with Mirren that he would take care of Frank and would pay Mirren back for the taxes. As Hatchet shuts the door, Frank enters. What was that? This Mayor Mirren. What did he want? Uh, well, I don't really know how to explain, but perhaps we just go to the poem battle. Okay. So the two of you depart for the day, heading to the poem battle, where you hear many of the poetry greats, Balthazar the Bard, Gertrude the Giddy, all performing, all the hits. And as the day gets late, you head back home. Do we do we rob anyone, do you think? I think this is when, like, you're pretty young. I wouldn't put it past Hatchet, though, to involve Frank in some ruse. I don't know. John, do you think that Hatchet would rob anyone? Yeah, maybe it's like the genesis of that kind of thing. I feel like because it, it's literally within his moments previous to the day, he's just been thinking about money. So now he's trying to find a way to get some. Yeah. Potentially. What does that first theft look like then? I think they they don't start that elaborate though. I think it almost starts with him like bumping into somebody and them dropping some a coin purse and they move on so quickly and Hatchet's like realizes people are just carrying this stuff around. Yep. So it's more of an opportunity that he's realized. Yep. Hmm. Okay. I like it. And as you head back for the night to a cold and empty house with no meal prepared. You walk in the door, there's no candles lit, no movement in the house, nothing on the hearth. Oh, that's weird. Where's where's mum? Where's dad? Look, Frank, it's it's going to be a bit different from here on in. Uh, it's, oh. it's just you and me from now. Oh, okay. Where did mum and dad go? I don't really know, to be honest. Are they coming back? I don't think so. What are we going to do then? Uh, we'll survive. Welcome to Roll for Friendship, a podcast about friendship and sometimes dragons. It is good to have you with us. We are continuing on with the story of Hatchet and Frank with their badger, Rufio. And Hatchet was on a ship, the Sea uh, Force One. Frank was on Sea Force One. Frank's on Sea Force One. Hatchet's on Amnesiac. Amnesiac is captained by Captain Cad, and they have been employed to. Uh, sink the Seaforce One and kill everyone on board. Meanwhile, on Seaforce One, captained, 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 captained by Admiral Moopit, Frank is on his way to the city of Caldone to marry a princess. So, where we left off was as arrows had started to fly and sink into the ocean. But I think that just maybe like a few minutes before those first arrows fly, we find ourselves on the deck of Sea Force One uh, as Admiral Moopit is helming the wheel. And we talked about how Admiral Moopit is one of the 
priests of the god of the sea. Do you think there's any like rituals that they engage in the like people who worship the god of the sea as they're going into battle? I think that they would have a a store of um, different sea creatures, and they might like sacrifice a certain sea creature to like um, grant them different favor. And so um, he sacrifices what we see as what looks like an octopus yep. um, for wisdom. Yeah, I like it. That's grim. They pull out a octopus and they sacrifice the octopus. They kind of spill the octopus's innards into the ocean uh, at the same time as kind of saying a prayer. And I think Moopit is obviously not the one saying the prayer. I think there's like a interpreter uh, who's standing off to the side who is doing his best to follow Moopit's hand gestures and interpret. Uh, and the interpreter is a willowy uh, woman with long, damp hair. And she says, Glory be to Thaddeus, God of the sea. It's his sacrifice that made these waters and in his name that we travel them. Those who would dishonor him and sully these blessed waters, and she gestures towards the amnesiac, will be cleansed and their blood carried on the currents of the righteous. Uh, and she seems to lose track of what Moopit is gesturing and spits into the ocean and says, well, someone's blood is going to be in these blessed waters anyway today. And she closes the book and stomps off. Okay, so the ships have uh, gotten closer and closer and arrows start to fly and we jump back to that moment where Hatchet and Frank, you have seen each other across the ocean as arrows are falling. Why don't you both roll a d20? Okay, I rolled a 19. Fantastic. I rolled a 2. This is rolling for uh, your ship, actually. Okay, brilliant. Because we talked a bit about the uh, Seaforce 1 kind of being mage-driven, mm -hmm. uh, and we talked about there being sort of trebuchet-type weapons. I imagine maybe... I think ballistic was the uh, thing we landed on, ballistic weapons and harpoons. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I imagine there's also maybe like some mages on board hurling spells from mm. uh, Seaforce 1 as well. I also think that Seaforce 1 is probably the better equipped ship in general for like defense and fighting because it, like we described it as quite large, but like it was the King Francis's ship before it was, it was Seaforce 1 for Frank. But Amnesiac is like, for all intents and purposes, a pirate vessel. So I think that like mm. the Amnesiac is probably better fitted for okay. like going quick and sort of getting in and out and attacking. Yeah, okay. I'd like to think that maneuverability, Seaforce 1 has that because they've got, they don't need their sails, they've got the mages to move them around. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, the first uh, kind of volley of arrows and baluster bolts launches out of Seaforce 1 and takes uh, the amnesiac across the hull. And I'm going to tick one box of structure on the amnesiac i've got a clock going for various elements of the ship that if that clock is filled in things are going to go bad uh, and i will at various points get you guys rolling for your ships i'm actually going to fill in two because not only did jesse succeed but john failed so okay okay so what are you guys doing as this battle is taking place i have the ability of of speak. Okay. For the next minute, you may speak s silently into the mind of a nearby creature. Does that count 
Are we just okay homebrewing that? But that's not even a homebrew. He kind creature. of is nearby enough. Is he, is he a creature? Yeah. Okay. Uh, your lips move normally as if you were speaking aloud, but no sound comes out. Instead, the target of the spell hears your voice inside their head. Oh, yeah. We, we already used this once before because um, we used it when we both had no hearing. That's remember? right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I chose what we would have for dinner. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I don't remember. So... Uh, that was in the... It was with Moopit, actually. Yeah, it was when um, the professor rem- removed our hearing um, to gotcha. stop us from hearing Moopit. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to cast Speak and directly speak to um, Hatchet. Okay, what are you going to say? Hey, is is that you? I, you look a lot different, muscular. Just give me a wave if it's you. Yeah, Hatchet's going to wave. And he self-consciously looks at himself. It's you? What... <laughs> What's been, what's been happening? Uh, so many questions that I have. Look, Hatchet's shrugging. Like, how am I supposed to communicate that across the sea? <laughs> is Hatchet also like attending to his duties in this moment, or is Hatchet kind of just like halted? I mean, this is a brief, like, five second moment, right? Yeah. And then I think he shakes it off, and yeah, he needs to actually. I think that maybe explains the the role of a two. <laughs> is yeah. that? Hatchet's slightly distracted and takes a little longer to kind of come to. Yep, the both captains are kind of barking orders at their sailors. Moopit is barking a series of whistles to his crew and Cad is barking a series of curses and orders to his crew. Uh, and both crews are in motion. Arrows are, are sailing across the ocean uh, and there is chaos erupting as these two ships battle. And you hear... From one of the crow's nests, a call. And in the chaos, you almost miss it. But there is a call of, more sails! Is that what they say when when there's more sails? Do you think they actually say more sails? I don't know, Jesse. I've not been a pirate. It's slightly ambiguous because it's like, is is he saying that they need more sails to gather more speed on their vessel? Or are they saying there's another ship? There is like crew members on deck that are like rushing and loading ballistas and they're muttering like, slightly ambiguous. Like, I don't know. (laughs) We really should work this out. That standard of communication. I feel like the codes should be a little more succinct. Yeah. Did they not read the ubiquitous language document? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to get you both to roll for your ships again in a moment, okay. but I'm going to give you one more chance if there's anything else you want us to do before we do You that. want us to roll for our because... friend's ship? <laughs> yeah, we're done here. We've actually completed the podcast like that. We've come full circle. Hey, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is okay. there anything else you guys want to do? Because we said that that was kind of only like a brief five seconds. I think Hatchet's doing his. I think Hatchet's doing his responsibilities, but I'm not sure I know enough about steering a ship in order to, outside of fantasy, describe what that would look like. Other than he is yeah. telling people what to do. Okay, you're continuing to help your ship engage in the battle. Well, I think he's he's trying to sail the Amnesiac closer because he yeah. thinks that because they've got magic users and archers, we're probably gonna do better off if we can board them. Yep. Okay. So, what is in Hatchet's mind right now? Like Frank's voice. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, like it seems like Hatchet is still engaging in the job of sinking the ship that Frank is on. I think Hatchet's a bit like, kind of doesn't care who he's with. Like, he, he can kind of make his best guess and think he's on some ship, you know. 
maybe his mum and dad are on the ship and, you know, but he's kind of like, I think the best strategic move and the place he wants to be are the same thing at this point. So it is a um, sensible move. So he's not like actively seeking to sink the ship. He's seeking to get the ships closer. Well, they, like that other ship is going to be so much faster than the Amnesiac, he thinks. So he just thinks if they if they don't get to it, it's just going to run circles around them. What about Frank? What is Frank doing other than speaking into Hatchet's mind? Frank is now empowering the bows and empowering the uh, the ballistas with flames. Okay. I think he he knows that this is the thing that he's been expecting that's going to change his course. And now that he's seen Frank, sorry, Hatchet rather, now that he's seen Hatchet, he knows uh, that he's be- like he's destined to to follow a new path. And so he's just following what's going on and he's going to try and sink their ship before he knows that he's been ordered to kill, like be killed by someone else. Because this isn't his first time experiencing someone trying to kill him as well. So he's familiar with the concept of, you know, an assassination attempt. And this time he said to himself that he'd be ready. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'll get you both to roll a d20. I'm going to be honest, I did about two minutes ago and I left it there because I rolled really well. <laughs> That's okay, we've done opposites. <laughs> I rolled a four. Well, I got a 19, so. Okay, all right, so one of you did well. Uh, so, John, you are driving the ship closer to the Sea Force 1 because you're actually, you're actually steering the ship, are you? Is that? Uh, no. No, you're just contributing to... The momentum of the ship. You're working with the sails and the crew to trim the sails. Yeah, yeah. I'm the boatsman, we decided. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the uh, amnesiac uh, is able to kind of pull parallel alongside the Sea Force One, at at least for this moment. It might part, it might not stay for long, but for at least this, this brief window, you're kind of beside the Sea Force One. And meanwhile, on the Sea Force One, Frank has attempted to light the ballista bolts on fire. But the magic, I, I think, in kind of the chaos of the battle, the magic sort of sputters in your hands and then ignites large. And the ballistas actually, several of the ballistas catch fire. Oh, no. That's not cool. It's not ideal and so for you i'm also ticking a clock okay you hear another cry from the crow's nest of one of the ships it's not even really obvious which ship it is at this point but you hear another cry uh saying ship coming fast and on the amnesiac what are you doing so what's the layout so i think that the ships are kind of parallel at this point do you mean the layout of the battle or do you mean the layout of the ship the land of the battle and where's this third ship? Yeah, I think that you're probably not totally aware of where the third ship is at this point. Like, Can I just not see it? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I mean, I guess Hatchet has is used to seeing things. Like, I guess Hatchet is a ranger who has a pretty good awareness. So I think I'm actually comfortable saying that maybe you do see the ship. Uh, and it is it is big. It is larger than either of your ships has i don't know like five masts is that a big ship that seems like a big ship is it always an uneven amount like an odd amount as well jim i don't know (laughs) it has six masts jesse okay my favorite part of this season is just jim trying to fabricate nautical (laughs) ideas look 
I think you're right with the five mast thin because uh, I just looked up large sail ships and most of the ones that have five sails come up. It's also so. a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious myself. <laughs> I found a six mast one though. Okay. So yeah. It is a six mast ship. You guys have five mast ships, so whatever. What did you say, John? I just said shipbuilders hate him. How this man fits six masts on one ship. <laughs> you won't believe what science has done. This ship is uh, gigantic uh, and is, I, like, yours is gilded gold, the Seaforce One we talked about. But I think this is, I think it's like it maybe a burnished black. Okay. Yeah, it looks like, it looks a bit burnt, but, like, purposefully burnt. Uh, and it is coming on quickly what are you doing hatchet so you are parallel your ship is parallel to the m uh to the sea force one like you guys are side by side there's maybe i don't a 20 meter distance like it is definitely a distance that you could repel do we have those harpoon guns like in sea of thieves yep all right we're gonna harpoon guns because i think he wants to join the ships like i think that's the play at this point yep okay so Roll a dice. Well, how about, Frank, you tell me what you're doing, and then we'll roll for harpoons. Okay. Are we saying that Frank can still speak to... Yeah, I think so. I think you're holding yeah. the connection. Okay. Hey, I'm I'm going to try and make my way over to you, okay? We need to meet up as soon as possible. Hatchet's, like, shaking his head, and he's like... Can we see each other? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah okay. I was too in the moment. I forgot that you were talking to me. I was just, like, <laughs> watching the scene play out. Okay. Hatchet's pointing to himself and then pointing to the other ship. Like, I'm coming oh, okay, to you. Okay, you're, you're coming to me? Okay, yeah, got it, got it. And then he's point he's pointing at the harpoons that are, like, readying. Like, dude, look. Oh, okay, we're going to we're gonna be doing a bit of a, you know, like a, a stitched up sandwich type deal. Like a... a... <laughs> okay, cool. By the way, I've been I've been doing a bit of writing um, poetry. You should check some out when you get over here. Um. <laughs> It's like shaking his head. I think also as you are, so there's not really anything that you're doing other than just talking to Hatchet at the moment. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Action wise. Um, I think that maybe he's, I mean, if he really wanted to be over there, he could have blinked. So, you know, maybe he's just taking debris, like any debris that's sort of falling nearby and he's sort of pinching it and just throwing it back at the ship, uh, aiming at like other archers and their own gear that's like shooting at them okay trying to nullify the amnesiac's attacks in a way i'm happy to get you to roll for that yep so that's a two okay that good (laughs) no it's not what about hatchet how did hatchet roll uh standby 16 oh look at that we're doing odds and evens aren't we yeah or tops and bottoms so on the seaforce one Hatchet uh, Frank is using his magic to kind of try and pinch debris to fling it uh, back over, and the several of the crew have seen what you did to the ballistas and are angry. And there's like a heated argument happening off to the side, uh, where you can see that yeah, some of them are wanting to do something about you, like some of them are wanting to throw you overboard and others are kind of talking them down like no that's that's prince frank we can't throw him overboard uh so i'm actually ticking a box on the ship because your crew are wanting to get a morale rid of you. box yep <laughs> the mutiny but, clock <laughs> yeah i'm also 
as you are like kind of hearing this this heated discussion and trying to fling things over, I think you also grab some supplies and fling <laughs> them over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then on board the amnesiac, uh, are you actually like taking part in shooting the harpoons? No, I'm ordering my men to. Yeah. Okay. I'm so in charge, Jim. Your men uh, <laughs> position themselves and they fire their harpoons and the harpoons sail across the expanse between the two ships and lodge into the ship. A few of them miss, but enough of them lodge into the ship and start to pull the Seaforce One towards it. There is a grinding as the two ships are suddenly side to side uh, and still moving forward, but attached together. Okay, what are you guys doing? Uh, I'm going to signal to my second in charge that he is kind of the standing, you know, he's the person because I'm going to lead the ground assault. Ground assault. And I'm going to leap onto the other boat. But onto the other boat. Yep. Okay. So are you going to um, swing on a rope or are you just like leaping over the side? Is it close? Like, is it a big jump? Or I think that like it is literally being pulled side, like next to each other. Like, yeah. Then I think he just runs and jumps. So you are like leaping over to the other boat. I'm not going to make you roll for like jumping. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of risky, isn't it? Yeah. But what, what are you going to do? Make me fall in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so you should roll. Well, he could like catch a harpoon on the way down and not fall. Okay, I rolled a three, Jim. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I would have swung on a rope if you hadn't said, no, the boats are literally side by side. Yeah, but I think there's still some inherent risk to it because it is a battlefield. Like, people are dying right now. There's arrows shooting everywhere uh, and you are like clambering over onto a boat that is shooting at you. So I think that... I just feel like you didn't give me enough information and then you were like, roll, and you're like, okay, now you fail. <laughs> you die now. You're like, do you want to do this less risky way of doing it? And I was like, And no. this is how Hatchet loses his other eye. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very difficult way to navigate. <laughs> have to be like... Yeah, all right. So I, no, I do think that like you... Probably because as we were just discussing, it's a battlefield. I think that it's not that you don't make it across. I think that it is that you sort of take an arrow to the shoulder. Uh, so you're going to take two damage. Okay. Uh, but you make it across to the other ship and beside you is like you see a figure kind of keeping pace with you, clambering over at the same time. And you look beside you and it's Benner and he nods as you like catch his gaze he nods at you uh, and is standing beside you with his blade drawn as a group of the sea force one crew rush you with their swords frank yeah did you roll something yeah we already dealt with you didn't we yeah so uh you've seen benner and frank so you've seen benner and hatchet come over the side and they are being ran at by a bunch of your crew mm-hmm what are you doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna yell out to them just in my normal voice. Okay. Um, and probably oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna yell and I'm gonna throw a chaos pearl at the same time at between the two of them because it doesn't do damage. So I'm gonna scream, "Stop! No!" And I throw the chaos pearl. Would you like me to roll for that? Yeah. Okay. Seventeen. Where were those rolls a minute ago? Yeah, beautiful thing of beauty. Okay, so the there's kind of a gang of like six crew members that have formed with their blades drawn around Benner and Hatchet 
by the side of the boat. They're there defending the side of the boat and you yell at them and throw a Chaos Pearl at their feet and the Chaos Pearl explodes and knocks everyone off their feet because from memory, that's what it does. Yep. Uh, I guess roll a dice, John. Sure. Against your constitution. (laughs) 11. 11. Okay. That's a success. So, um, yeah, so that's a success. So you manage to stay standing uh, and so does Benna. You're both standing, but the rest of the crew that have gathered to battle you fall to their feet uh, and they're looking back at Frank in surprise that Prince Frank has attacked them to tell them to stop. Can I cast freely yet again? Yep. Yep. I'm going to run to them and open a gate and portal it back to my quarters. So, like, I'm going to open the gate and be like, come on, get in. Okay. Yep. Uh, do you, you just have to mark some adventure points for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been marking my adventure points. Cool. I am currently down to six. If we don't count Rufio. We do count Rufio, but... Oh, four then. I think Hatchet is still, like, kind of in his head needing to do the job. Like, I think he's like, I need to disable the ship. Like, okay. Well, um, Hatchet is on the other side of... Sorry, Frank is on the other side of the gate, beckoning them back in. All right, so is Hatchet not going to go through the gate? Did we decide, is this um, ship purely being propelled by mages or is it... No, it's got got both, we decided. Yeah, you said something about redundancy with sails. I think that makes sense. I'm just thinking about what the most effective way to stall a ship would be. As you're thinking about that, a ball of fur hits you in the chest. Oh, Hatchet is shaken from his reverie and um, greets Rufio. Rufio seems ecstatic to see you. I, I don't know what a happy badger looks like, but this is a happy badger. I missed you, buddy. It chitters like it's missed you too. You see faint black flames coming off of Rufio. They don't hurt you. They don't hurt to touch. In fact, they feel a little bit cool to touch. Uh, and they're not huge. It's only probably a couple centimeters. Cool is in cold or cool is in Hey, That's kind of neat. <laughs> wow, this feels awesome to touch. Both, actually. this is badass do you think hatchet's perceived the because obviously moopit is um communicating through a translator yeah do you think hatchet's perceived that no he's no longer using translation moopit was was whistling just using the translation to uh like pray the prayer to the sea god i think hatchet needs to go and make rupert quiet the moopit quiet okay stop his whistling so uh, Frank has opened the gate and stepped through into his quarters. And I think the banner follows you through. And meanwhile, Hatchet, uh, because I, in my head, I've kind of imagined that it's sort of the middle deck that you've clambered over onto. And so you're going upstairs to the upper deck where this the steering wheel is. Hatchet's saying, Frank, I'm looking forward to some sort of reunion, but uh, I do need to just end this battle. Yeah, uh, so I think that we'll jump between the two scenes, but let's start uh, in the room. Like you're back in your quarters, Frank. Mm-hmm. Rufio is no longer ri- with you. Rufio is returned to Hatchet's side, but Benna comes through, and you see Hatchet not come through and kind of make those remarks as you're standing there with Benna. Okay, and I close the gate. I sit, and then I speak to Benna. We should be safe here, at least for the moment. I can protect us at the door. 
and I'm sure you've picked up some fighting skills. Uh, and Benna laughs and says, Frank, it is good to see you uh, and gives you a big warm embrace. I hug him back. I was half expecting you to make him fight me, to be completely honest. No. Okay. He's your brother and he's missed you. Okay, good. So, charging up the stairs, you see the familiar form of Admiral Moopit helming the wheel, kind of flanked by two burly sailors, uh, and Moopit looks at you in surprise. Hello, old friend. Moopit whistles a low whistle. I don't think that you have had time to learn any of how Moopit really communicates, unlike Frank. So, you don't really have any way of communicating with Moopit, but yeah, Moopit he blows a low whistle. He kind of shrugs almost apologetically, uh, but continues to clutch the wheel. And the two burly sailors near Moopit begin to advance on you. That's okay. We can uh, we can catch up once I deal with your little henchman. Moopit nods. At the same time, the form of a third ship crashes in to... I think it crashes into the other side of the Seaforce 1. So the Seaforce 1 is now kind of pinned between crashes in like a t-bone situation or like a no, um, parallel up alongside well. okay yeah yep. so i think the seaforce one is now like wedged between these two ships and harpoons fire across in fact i'm gonna tick some plot for the seaforce one but harpoons shoot across uh and this third ship uh is now attached to the seaforce one and i'm gonna frank you're just staying in your room but you feel uh, a large crash of the ship and you feel the ship jarring the ship shaking oh i think maybe that was we should go and check that out make sure that hatchet's okay yeah and and benna kind of nods and follows you up back on the upper deck uh as the other ship has crashed into the seaforce one and uh have fired harpoons into the side to hold themselves along it you also i i guess you don't see this but the other ship also drops anchor. Okay. I, I thought that was going to happen a long time ago, to be completely honest. Yeah. So the third ship drops anchor and the ships all kind of come to this jarring, tearing, loud, shrieking halt, uh, sort of spinning around with the third ship as the obvious focal point attached to the anchor. Almost like a, a logarithmic spiral, you could say. Okay. It would be like, I suppose. Yeah, no? I'm on board. Like the golden ratio. <laughs> <laughs> and as the ships crash and spin, the two burly sailors that you were facing down, ready to face, I think they kind of everyone goes sprawling, but those two in particular, they go sprawling over the side into the ocean. Uh, and Hatchet is left standing. Moopit is clutching onto the wheel, but... Uh, looks panicked. Well, that takes care of that. Uh, are you going to do anything to moop it? Or like, what's your play here? Are you just going to wait and see what happens with this third ship? I think, yeah, I think Hatchet's a bit like, well, it's, you know, the game's changed now. It's no longer about, and also can see the size of that ship. And is like, you know, not looking good for either of us. So yeah, just kind of waits and watches. Where the translator had previously prayed the prayer for Thaddeus, and dropped what looked like a prayer book by the rail. The rail, the prayer book is wedged against the rail, and uh, in his panicked state, you see Moopit go and scoop up the prayer book and kind of clutch it to his chest. As 
a group of three figures swing over the side of the third boat uh, and land on the Sea Force One. I also think that uh, Frank is now on deck. Yeah, so I think, Frank, that you've uh, come up the stairs as these three figures have landed. Uh, and they are, well, like, I might start describing them, and then if you guys have things that you want to add to it, you totally can. But, like, you can tell that the three are related. Like, you can see a family resemblance. But it looks like one is slightly older. The oldest looks to be a woman in her, like, mid-30s. Uh, and then the two youngest look like they're maybe in their mid-20s. Uh, and it, it's a woman and a man, and then the oldest is a woman. They are, I think, all three are wearing a lot of white, including a white cloak with a gold emblazoned eye in the middle of their, what's it called? Like the armor, the breastplate. Mm-hmm. And it is a symbol that you've actually seen before, Frank. Like you've seen this popping up. Back I'm in assuming Felice. we're alluding to the cult of Sereni. Yeah, you. This is the cult of Sereni. Like you recognize it. Uh, and right. is there anything, any details you want to add to their appearance before I do the final ones, the ones that matter? I think that they. So we established that the cult of Sereni are religious zealots. Mm-hmm. That's right. And but they worship. Who is Sereni again? Is it the god that was the university? Yeah. So she's the goddess of wisdom. Right. Okay. Well... That you guys brought back to life. Right. Well, I think that um, it's not so much the appearance so much as the um, what they say before they do anything is always that they say, hail the glorious return of Sereni, maybe? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, I like it. I think that maybe that's what they declare as they land. Yeah. I think they remove them, but I think they have like golden masks on a little bit like um like an Elden Ring. Hmm. Like you, when you get to the Erd trees and the guardians there, they've got like those golden masks. I think it just fits with the like white and gold aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, yeah, that's they're cool. like slightly unsettling. Yeah. I think they have removed them and that's how you can see that they are related. Uh, and the eldest speaks up and says that, Lion hailed the glorious return of Sereni. You see the eldest one uh, had her breastplate, where all the others have that, it's kind of silver with the golden eye. Her breastplate is entirely golden uh, and the eye is silver. It's like inversed. You see what, the younger male, you see that he has strapped to his wrist, uh, strapped to his hips, a holster on either side with a gold looking device holstered on either side you're not sure what they are you've never seen them before uh and the third one her boots entirely golden and you see yeah there's little spikes on either side of the boots uh eldest one the one with the golden breastplate she says i am the saint wisdom this is my brother comprehension my sister understanding we are saints of the goddess serene we are here for your sacrifice Lay down and we will make this quick. So this has been Roll for Friendship, a podcast about friendship and sometimes dragons. Thanks for joining us. Sometimes wisdom gods that want to cleanse uh, the unbelievers and sacrifice them. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining. We never even introduced ourselves, but I've been your guide, Jim McIntyre, uh, with me. I've been Jesse. I will continue to be Jesse, actually. Well, that's good news. I've been John, but 
we'll see next yeah. time. Uh, yeah. So thank you for joining. We will be back soon. We also have a bonus project kind of in the wings, so keep an eye out for that. We also have started a Discord. Uh, it's not super active because we're just kind of getting the ball rolling there, but it's a place where you're able to chat about the show, talk about what you like, uh, what you'd like to see more of, and talk about whatever other nonsense comes up. It's our hope that it'll be just like a good place for safe, healthy community is kind of our hope. So join that. We'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay questy. Stay questy.